1: Hello and welcome to Shrine of Juicy. <laughs> oh, we're leaving that in. We're leaving that. No, we not. Hannah just dropped her phone in the car. And for the first Poor chicken. For the first. Are you okay? No. Oh. For the first week, we're on video. We can see each other.
2: Oh, sorry. But that's that after legit intro?
1: Today. Oh, yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to go again? I don't know. Would you prefer? No, it's okay. I st- okay. So
3: play the jingle now and then we'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> the jingle? Yeah. Yay. Shrine of the Susie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial podcast. Okay, take two. Take two.
0: Let's go, let's go, come on. Let's be clear. Shrine of Duty. You're being interviewed today as a witness, not as a suspect. The official, unofficial podcast. My team will get to the root of anything. Shrine of Duty.
1: Hello and welcome to Shrine of Duty, uh, Quarantelli episode number six. Oh God. It is six, isn't it? it? I think so. Well done for remembering. We decided to um, space out the podcasts every two weeks, um, mainly because I think we've been watching less, or we feel like we have less to talk about. Is that yeah, fair? we were
2: just talking shite.
1: Well, I mean, there's um, nothing new there. No.
2: So we needed to be, yeah, we needed to build up and just give ourselves a little break. It's not a normal podcast either, so No. We just thought we can do whatever we want.
3: We don't do anything by the rules,
1: my love. These are just emergency episodes.
2: Brenda, they you have are. to say your name.
1: Hi, I'm Brendan.
2: <laughs> I'm Hannah.
1: And I'm Rebecca. Every week I forget to do that bit.
2: And this week we're on video to each other.
1: Yeah, we can see each other, which is great. Hannah is, <laughs> like, cooking up a storm. She's going to be quite warm.
2: Yeah, I'm in my car and it literally feels like a greenhouse. I'm so fucking warm. And the a sun is fuzzle.
3: shining. It looks great.
2: I'm going to be very freckled on one half.
1: The weather has been great. Um, what have you been watching? Oh, we'll say, first of all, that this is a very special episode and that we're doing <laughs> something very special in about 10 minutes' time. Yes, oh we're God.
3: speaking to someone very successful and important. Very successful. I'm and
2: exciting type of interview. Like, not a type of person I've ever heard interviewed before,
1: really. Me either. And definitely not uh, the type of person we've ever interviewed on this podcast before because we normally interview the actors... Or Sarah Phelps was on. Obviously, she wrote Dublin Murders. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really, really interested to talk to this person, see what they have to
2: We're say. We're making our way around the whole IMDb <laughs> of employees that make a show.
1: Yeah, basically. Basically. It's going to be juicy. It will be juicy. Um, what have you been watching doing for the last two weeks?
2: Rebecca, you go first, my love.
3: Um... Over the last two weeks, well, it's been very sunny here in Ireland, um, so I've been sitting in my back garden. Obviously, the big show mm-hmm. that has taken over all of our lives and everyone is absolutely obsessed with, someone's necklace even has their own Instagram account, is of course Normal People. So, no, I still think about what Connell and Marianne are doing. I have never been so affected by a television show in all my years so I absolutely loved Normal People from start to finish and that was my first watch of the last two weeks and honestly I just wanted to savor it it was so stunning
2: Did you see that um someone emailed the email address for Connell that he gave in the show and Connell replied giving an update of his life
3: No in way New York. Oh my gosh,
2: that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, so good, isn't it? I just love when they go into little extra details like that show. Do you want to know what he said? Yeah. What did he say? Okay, let me get it up here and um, read it to you guys. So he said, Hi Travis, who was just a fan. Thanks for your email, mate. You're right. I've been a right idiot with Marianne. I feel like I keep making the same mistake over and over, but I don't trust myself not to hurt her again, and I don't feel in control of my emotions. I don't know what will happen with us now. I never thought I'd be the one to move to New York and she'd still be back home in Sligo, but I think about her all the time, and I don't know if I can ever feel at home here. I try to focus on my writing, but I always end up thinking about Marianne. We talk sometimes, but I've never felt further from her. Thank you for your email. It meant a lot.
3: Oh, my gosh. That's so... That's amazing. That's, like, that's, like, I
1: love that. That's kind of really clever on the part of, like, you know, a runner or a producer or somebody who works on the show. the fact that they checked the email that they knew had gone on screen and bothered to reply. That's amazing.
3: The fact that they we love that, the that the detail.
1: Love that detail. Um, I also watch Normal People from start to finish, and I've actually started it again. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah,
2: me too. Big fan of the books. Watched it all in... Over two nights, and now as it comes out on a Monday, I'm just watching those episodes again. Um, Yeah. So just thoroughly enjoying it. Did you watch anything else, Rob?
3: I just want to say one thing about normal people, guys. You know when you're watching, obviously we all grew up in Ireland or whatever, and you're like, oh, I really relate to this. Like, it's so true to my life. I was watching the Debs episode, (laughs) and I was like, oh, my gosh, it looks like, oh, my gosh, it's so like my Debs. It turns out that the Deb scene was filmed in the exact place that I had my dad. No way! Port, Port Marnock Hotel. Is it called the White Sands Hotel? tamangos is a nightclub next door in to it. I was looking there at my dad. De- yeah. yeah. That was th- so I text my friend Emer who had worked on it and I said, Emer, where did you shoot the Deb scene in Normal People? And she was like, Port Marnock Hotel. I nearly died, honestly. It's, <laughs> I was squealing when I found out. And my friends were writing in our WhatsApp group going, Lad's, is that the hotel where we had our dates? I was like, "It is." Yeah, anyway.
1: That well, I was, I was So normal people was even more true to life for you.
3: Yes, I like the look I mean, guys, the love story anyway. I absolutely enjoyed that. Uh, over the last few weeks, what else have I been watching? Um I have been watching I watched the whole of Dead to Me over the weekend, the second season of Dead oh, yeah, to Me. you loved that. I Oh my gosh, the second season didn't disappoint. Have either of you watched the first one?
1: No.
2: A
3: couple of episodes, not the whole thing. I just think it's so easy to watch it. Will Ferrell produced it, so it's really funny, but it's also, like, ha- it's really sad at times. It's dark comedy. It's gas. Christina Applegate, Queen, and Linda cardini Like, is Card Cardinelli? Car- Cardellini? Anyway, I watched Dead to Me from start to finish second season. Uh, loved that. Uh, I also, after Brendan convinced me, uh, Brendan has told me so many times to watch Game Face, with um roshi oh, yeah. comedy Roisin- yeah yes yeah. so i watched season one and Damien maloney's in as well so i watched season one of game face over the last few days really easy watch because it's short episodes 30 minutes and um it it's just so juicy Hannah, have you seen it
2: no and it's on my list because i love her and she plays the sex worker in in afterlife too Ricky yeah. Gervais put out the bloopers uh, reel today for the second season it's 19 minutes long and guys I literally had uh, tears in my eyes oh, this is so is funny. It. it's his laugh because he obviously writes it and he's directing it and he's in it but like then he'll be out of shot and someone's <laughs> trying to perform one of the lines that he's written and he obviously finds it so funny that he is just <laughs> pissing it's more him than anyone else ruining the scenes I have it's to so watch endearing because he's written it it's So good on YouTube. Hannah, I really
1: feel like you would love the pilot episode of Game Face. I just, I don't know why. I watched it and I thought of you. I just think you'd love it
2: she's a gas bitch I will definitely love it like the only reason
1: I haven't I just haven't got around to watching it yet Channel 4 yeah you've done the all 4 app Grant 4OD whatever it's called these days Yeah, which is is
3: great I didn't realise we could watch Channel 4 I just forgot about that so I've been watching it and I'm thrilled and after I watched Afterlife and saw her in it, I was like "Ah, like, it's going to be it's going to be gassed you know that way so I've been watching that the last few days and I love it and that's it. I have that. They were the two series over the last few days I've watched, and obviously normal people. I mean, that's enough in a in a Fortnite three yeah, series. Loads. Yeah. yeah. So, Hannah, what about you? Happened to me. Well,
2: a bad thing happened to me. So I had like all my view on Plan Day. I had normal people to finish, which I had done since we last talked. I think I'd seen the first two episodes the last time we talked, um, and then I had a couple of things to look forward to. One of which was Brassic, which is all later dropped on Thursday, and I still haven't watched it yet because I have. Developed an addiction it's an extremely intense addiction to new girl on netflix (laughs) which is just not something that i ever would have really watched it's very american it's a sitcom it's very like friends it's kind of like friends for a new generation and i have watched i'm on season four and let me just tell you there's 24 episodes in a season episode eight i started it two fridays ago and I'm just binging it. It's actually scaring me. I kind of wanted to be over now. There's seven seasons in full. So when that's drawn and that's out of my system, I can go back to normality.
1: Sorry, there's 24 um, episodes per season.
2: Oh, yeah. And Brendan, I'm on season four, <laughs> episode eight. They have to be half
1: hours or less than half hours. Are they kind of Are 20 minutes? They're minute, half
2: hours? Yeah. They're like 21 minutes, yeah, you know, okay. like that. It's like brilliant, man. Uh, it's brilliant. But, like, it's so off like what i normally watch or be into like it's nothing that we ever would have really talked about on this show like it's mush yeah but like <laughs> i'm so into it like all right jess and nick gonna get together i need to find out um so i have nothing to bring to the plate other than that and that's a pro- That's an addiction it's a problem
3: amazing i'm fairly I think similar kind of doing that though i think everyone's kind of i think you might steer towards more lighter stuff at the moment because the actual world we're living in is quite stressful and everyone has anxiety constantly yeah. Well I get very excited
2: to put it on It feels like a little soft cushiony place to go And it's like a sitcom And it's so like the music's happy And even when they're broke They live in this stunning apartment And everyone's gorgeous And the sun's always shining So it's a real sitcom world So yeah I think that's definitely why I'm enjoying it What yeah. about you Brandon?
1: Yeah well I'm kind of the same Like obviously I devoured and loved normal people And the same with Afterlife But apart from that I've really been watching like, like stuff random stuff okay so like what i've got into and i've gone back on the all four app and watched every episode that exists you know the comedian Joe lysett
2: yeah who yeah. writes
1: letters to like parking fine companies he does he does a consumer series for channel four called Joe lysett's got your back and i've watched every single episode <laughs> that exists
2: okay it's like, the same face.
1: it's like watchdog but like funny so like he'll like he basically like would so in one of the episodes he trolls Uber because Uber are letting like he, they let him register as a a restaurant and they don't check to see if he's got like a permit if he's like got a hygiene standard and he literally uh, rents a skip puts a microwave and a pot noodle in the skip and <laughs> has a chef there registers on Uber
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. ...eats, and the guy from
1: Uber, like, he then orders himself from the skip, and the guy from Uber comes <laughs> to the skip, picks up the food, and is like, yeah, thanks, mate, and then delivers it to Joe Lysett, Joe Lycett, Oh, sorry. my gosh. And, uh... Literally from a skip. It's from a skip. And deliver That's the food. Scary. So you then he just that. goes and trolls um Uber and he's like, are <laughs> like your company's a joke, you literally are <laughs> delivering food from a skip? <laughs> Uh, but like he gets loads of wins, like it's it's really funny, and he's got like a, a different like guest on each week. um It's yeah. I so I've I've watched every episode that exists of that. What else did I watch the other day? I've been watching really like different stuff. um Oh, I found uh, Les Mis the twenty fifth anniversary special on Now TV at the weekend. Watch that. Like had goosebumps on top of my sunburn, which was a strange experience. Oh, and, <laughs> um obviously reached an emotional peak a number of times throughout it. Um. But yeah, so, yeah, normal people, afterlife, bit of Joe Isis, I think there's something else random that I'm watching. Oh, sorry, I started it definitely, Brassic. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good.
2: You don't love it?
1: I don't know if I love it, no.
2: How far into I it?
1: am. So I'm only two and a half episodes into the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you'll find the characters more and more endearing as it goes on. But, like, there definitely is a quarantine effect in terms of what people watch isn't there because before TV would have just fit into your routine so much you'd come home from work you do ABC and then 9 o'clock it's Liar or it's yeah. Line of Duty or liar. do you know that way <laughs> please whereas now <laughs> maybe you're like don't watch it Rebecca on. I was like okay <laughs> yeah. um, that was the same podcast that feels like a lifetime ago Um. so yeah we're probably just a little bit out of routine and also they're definitely holding back on shows because they're worried that there's not going to be any TV in
3: guys I was going like, to say we should
2: you. be talking about Marcello right now I
3: know. we should be we deserved Marcello it should be out by now for all of us I'm sorry I'm, I'm... horrified yeah like
2: if things hadn't happened the way if quarantine hadn't happened we would be doing a podcast series on a show talking about it every week
3: and um, Line of for Duty for... would we'll be finished filming probably
1: oh yeah oh Oh, God. Oh God. Lads, how long we're are we going to have to wait for Line of, of Duty?
3: Three years, <laughs> probably. I know, guys. It's probably going to be next year. isn't I'm it, not right? getting any younger at our age. <laughs> at <laughs> age my love. Yeah, but I was going to say to you, guys. There's two series that we're both that we're all going to love. Is obviously okay. remember White Lines? I was telling you oh, guys yes. about. That's coming to Netflix this Saturday. So that's going to be juicy, right? Yeah. So that's the guy who, who, uh, the Manchester DJ who goes missing in Ibiza. And then they find his body like years later. And his sister goes to Ibiza to try and uncover what actually happened to him. And she meets all the friends. And Daniel Mays, who was um, in line of Juicy's in it. So it looks very juicy. So yes, yeah, so that that's this weekend also. I saw this today and I think I think it could have been Hannah who mentioned this. You know the way we all loved The Stranger and Safe Harlan Coben's um Netflix adaptations. Hannah, remember you said loads of he signed a deal with all the books? The next one's out on June twelfth. It's called I think it's called The Woods, the Woods
1: or
0: I the think, Woods. Isn't it? Ooh,
3: oh yeah, sorry. It's called The Woods. That's on June twelfth coming to Netflix and it's a thriller six part. It follows the tale of Paul Copeland, who's a prosecutor, grieving the loss of his sister, who disappeared in a woods 25 years ago. Um, and then Paul's I mean, given hope so after so. a discovery of a homicide victim links it to the case. Very double emergency is what well, yeah. obviously, and similar. But it's that's so another so. thing I think we'll love. So at least we've got those two kind of crime thriller dramas to keep us occupied, and they'll all be on Netflix ready to go that we can binge at our leisure.
2: That is more up our street, and we're doing every second week now, so White Lines will be out a full week by the time we have the next podcast, so we could be ready to go with a full conversation on that.
3: Yes. Yes. So juicy. Um,
2: I gave that show a go, Code 404, so it's Stephen Graham and Daniel Mays, Um, it's absolutely mental. Oh. It's a comedy drama, Daniel Mays is a police officer who is shot dead. And then life moves on and Stephen Graham starts having an affair with his wife and then all of a sudden the UK police uh, decide to bring him back to life and he just returns. <laughs> Sorry me. No,
1: you lost me. Sorry.
2: And <laughs>
3: Is he a robot?
2: Yeah. And he returns. Um, Stephen Graham's actually at his grave when he decides to reintroduce himself and he's a complete idiot now because the robot brain has kind of scrambled to his intelligence and him and Stephen Graham are back as like kind of, it's like a buddy cop film, except your man's an idiot robot, and that is available to stream now in full on Sky. And I gave one episode ago, and I was like, guys, not for I me. I don't think this not is
0: for, for me. Mom. Oh my god, you're but even
1: like like giving up on your on your Stephen Graham. That says I a lot.
2: I think I needed to to watch New Girl and nothing is getting in. But maybe when that's over, I'll come back to this. But okay. it is fucking mental. Like, it, it like listen to the premise of that.
3: Like, it's not... I, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that's happening. It's hard no. to swallow. But maybe, maybe sometimes it's just... It really does depend on your mood with things, though. Do you know that way? You have to just... Totally. If you're in... Not really... I, I just need the comfort if I'm not in a good place. And then I'll watch something a bit heavier when I'm having a good day.
1: Yeah. Um... One of you mentioned there just a few minutes ago about the fact that obviously some channels, networks, streaming services are like banking shows that are made because they're going to run out of stuff. Um, I'm hoping that the person we're about to speak to can help us with that. Uh, maybe he may have information about programs that are already in the can and that like we can expect.
3: Yes. He's
2: a true insider.
1: Um, so his name is Victor Jenkins. And he is a casting director who has cast for, like, so many of the shows that we are obsessed with. So we've asked him to come on to the podcast. Um, I'm going to try and add him to the call now, right? So in true Shrine of Duty style. Just be- talk amongst yourselves.
2: Are we going to be able to see him?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. Because when I messaged him, I said we'll be on. Um, <laughs> I said, we'll be on video, but we won't obviously use your video. We'll only use the audio. So... Oh, oh, yes.
3: Yeah. It's nice when you can see each other, guys, though, isn't so it? If I can
1: remember oh, his I'm username. Uh, yeah, I remember okay. pajama
3: bottoms and a top. I, I hope
1: top he knows top. that, like, he's I'm just... I'm
2: in a car. <laughs> you please explain that to him, Brandon? It looks like I'm driving.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't
2: care. This is just some, like, interruption <laughs> to my day. I've had to just pull over and do it.
4: <laughs> hey, Victor! Hello, hello. How are you? Hello. Pretty good. How are you? Good, thank you. Look at the headphones, it be better for the air uh, clarity.
1: Oh yeah, perfect. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's
4: quite right. it's quite random, I like it.
1: Oh, oh, no, not random at all. We were just saying that you uh, were casting director, or are casting director, on so many shows that the three of us are obsessed with and have been talking about on our podcast like over the last while. Um, so it's great to have you on and great to talk to you. Cool,
4: glad to be
1: here. Where are you
3: all? Oh, so <laughs> I'm in my wardrobe at
1: home. Okay. <laughs>
3: I'm waving frantically. I'm like, "Hello!" <laughs> I'm in
2: my car. We're all in Dublin. We're all just okay. in a separate, separate.
4: Yeah, sorry, we're locations. in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. and Rebecca's...
2: where are you, Victor?
4: I'm in Southeast London, so near Hi. Greenwich. Yeah, so it's kind of pretty green. It's all right.
2: Are you working from home?
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it's been nice because it's uh it's a nice pace, there's still things going on, but it's not as manic as it normally would be, which means you get to enjoy life a little bit, despite being in lockdown and despite, you know, not being able to see people. But apart It's
2: from not that, so bad. It's all right. Yeah, I'm not, not so bad. I keep being afraid to admit that to people in case I'm saying, like an extreme, like introvert that doesn't want friends, but I kind of <laughs> like it. I know,
4: exactly. <laughs> so people ask, so you say very quietly, I'm actually having quite a nice time.
2: Yeah, are you <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's like, I love my own space. Thanks. Yeah. I love my own, my own company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Victor, we wanted to get you on, obviously, as I've said, because we love loads of the shows uh, that you've uh, been casting director on. I suppose one of the questions when the three of us were talking about like, what we wanted to ask you, the mm. first thing that came up was, how do you get into a job like this? How do you become a casting director?
4: Where does well, it I'm start? One of, I'm one of those annoying people that fell into it. So it's very hard. I think it's... Uh, I always feel very bad for people who have grown up definitely wanting to be a casting director because I didn't even know the job existed when I was a child. I had no idea. I mean, let alone being an agent or any side of filming. I knew that I liked films and I liked TV, uh, but I studied psychology. So I got a psychology degree uh, from the University of Leeds and then went travelling for a year, then came back thought I'd be a music journalist and then nothing happened. And then a friend of a friend was... Uh, well, a family friend was working at the National Theatre in casting, and she put me in touch with an agent in, uh, in Soho. And I went out to meet them, and they're like, yeah, sure, you know, we just need this, this, and this. And actually, the ideal person for this job would be a middle-aged woman who's got no ambition. Like, okay, sure. Um, but then they offered me the job, like, really sure that wasn't me yeah um so uh so got their job and then um walked in and they looked after to amazing people they looked after tom wilkinson and hugh jackman and minnie driver and lena heady at the time as well so it's an incredible roster of artists in this tiny space in soho and i suddenly got this kind of opening into the world of of show business in inverted commas and uh, it was it was a fascinating thing and then um about a year and a half later, I grew up near Pinewood Studios, and one of my friends was working for Warner Brothers as a runner, a general runner, and the casting director of the Wolfgang Peterson film, Troy, was looking for a like second assistant, and he gave him my number randomly, and she called up, and I was like, yeah, I'll come and meet you, sounds fun, I went down and met her, and she gave him the job, and then I was like, ah, this is cool, <laughs> Okay, because in you know, I found an area where you can have creativity, you can have creative input into creating things without having to be a writer or an actor or a director.
2: It's absolutely fascinating, isn't
4: it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, weird, it's a weird old job because we are, you know, the reason why directors are in our names is that we can direct. We do direct people, we direct people on auditions, and we are very much a creative in the process, you know, we have, we have very strong opinions and sometimes I probably have too strong opinions when it comes to working with people, but it's um, best part and parcel of doing what we do. You know, it's, I think all of our jobs are, um, have a little bit of our DNA in them going forward. And I think I can see to a little bit, I can see what some of my peers have done. I can, I can sort of look at a show and go, I bet that was so-and-so who cast that or, um, or I can see where certain people have won certain battles to get certain peoples in shows.
1: Yeah, um, it. it's like you say, you can see your DNA through it. Like the the, the reason we found you is because um, we've, uh, well, but definitely myself and Hannah, I don't know if Reb has watched Broadchurch. Um, Unforgotten for me is one of the most perfectly cast shows I have ever oh. watched. Like Brilliant. even down to like real minor characters, like I just love it. And then uh, The Split recently as well. And I watched all of them and like that I went, there's kind of a, a similar sort of vibe between these, so I just obviously IMDb, and then your name came up, and then I saw everything else that you cast as well. Um, so yeah, you definitely get a feel of like a casting director's I think DNA through like different programs that they'd they'd have yeah. they'd be they w- they're they're different, but there's a, a bit of a common thread, which is yeah. which is often Nicola Walker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she's so good. Um, She's amazing. It's amazing, but it's um. Yeah, I think the little-known fact that Nic- Nicola Walker is that she was in four weddings and a funeral. Was <gasps> she? she <gasps> Why?
3: am I There's
4: a scene where there's folk. There's a folk singer, or there's a folk a couple singing folk at one of the weddings, and one of them is Nicola Walker. Oh, oh no my god! The fab fact. Yep. Um, but she's amazing. Like, Unforgotten is a dream of a show to do because it's it's curated with an inch of its life, and Chris Lang, who writes it, is all over it as well. Um, and we've had the same director in Andy Wilson, the same writer um, in Chris all the way through. And it's just a it's such a well written show that's a joy to cast, it's a joy to read in, it's a joy to do the audition scenes, and it is even down to the small parts. We are very very particular, and small parts are the hardest parts to cast because. If you fuck that up, yeah. it's notable, you know, everyone, everyone notices when there's one person saying two lines, they're like, Is that an extra? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's those lines where actors come in, of course, they want to prove themselves. They want to say, Here I am, here's my moment. But actually, that's the worst thing you can do in a small line. You've got to be almost forgettable, almost non existent. You know? yeah. It'd be like, OK, you're moving the story on um it's not about you it's not the spotlight's not on you at this point you're just there to facilitate the story and it's a skill in itself to do that
1: you have to be forgotten in unforgotten yes exactly
4: yes great your yeah
2: does every day change for you victor like a must between sourcing new people to interviews to do you be on set like how does your job work
4: it's we often it's largely office based, so we are um, sort of getting people into audition. We're doing our own research in terms of you know even even this time in lockdown, watching TV is kind of research, it's kind of work for me, um, and or as it is for you. And Good um, dream. <laughs> exactly, um, but then there's also we go to theatre a lot, so a lot of the knowledge base comes from um, seeing people on stage because being in London, there's so many theatres and so many shows on, and we go two, three, four times a week. Wow. which is a lot. And we kind of keep a little database in our heads, all the people you've seen. And sometimes you might employ someone you saw 10 years ago in a theatre show and it's just never worked out up until this point. And that's really nice. In terms of the days. Days talked talks with directors and producers and reading scripts and breaking them down and talking about characters. And, um, but we rarely go on set because we're just a spare part. It's a nice idea. And then you get there and you realise that someone has been given the job of looking after you, which means they're not doing the job they should be doing. Um, and you're just in the way. And also, it's boring.
3: <laughs> you're see, waiting around.
4: Yeah, you're waiting around. Once you've seen, like, uh, two minutes of a scene, and they reset it or they go somewhere else, you're like, now what? Uh, pub? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, because it is, it, they, they're, they're, it's actually quite painstaking. And people, all these people saying they want to be extras on shows, no, thank you. That is the dullest job.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think Ricky Gervais' extras did a good job of showing them when Dan is yeah. you know, sitting around there just twiddling your thumbs.
1: Exactly. Uh, At what point do you come into the process? Like, do, Has somebody written a show and they come to you and they're like, I want you to find people to play me these parts?
4: Yes, it's quite early on. So we often get contacted by the... So right will have a project which has been picked up by a production company. So you've got Kudos who make Broadchurch and they'll um, probably work through a few drafts the writer, and then pretty early on we'll, we'll be the next person that's sent the script once it's been greenlit by the network. So once they, they know they're definitely making it, they'll uh, attach a casting director. So we get bought on often before a director, and sometimes even before a producer is brought on board, which is great, because we get to have a certain amount of you know, ownership over it, but then invariably these are all people who've got their own creative ideas, and of course they come in. Once you've had these wonderful discussions with your exec producers about who is going to be and which way it's going to go, then the director comes in and kind of goes, yeah, all that work you just done, no.
1: And so the director has the final say on who would play a role or?
4: It's, it's a, it depends on the show. Okay. It just depends. On, you know, sometimes it's, it's a mix between um, the cast and director, the director, the producer, sometimes the writer, but not often. And then, oh. you've, got, then you've got the network as well. they also, I mean, they're the ones that can, I mean, they, they normally say yes when you send them your choices, but sometimes they're like, no, hate them. Wow.
3: I am um, a lot of plates to keep spinning.
4: Yeah.
3: And uh, Victor, I want to ask you, you're obviously responsible for the cast in like incredible shows like Fleabag and Riviera and so many different shows. Like, has there ever I suppose what what's the most proud of a cast you've ever been? Or like is there a time that you feel like all the stars aligned and the cast was just absolutely perfect of what you wanted rather than the director or all, all the other different parts?
4: I think Broadchurch broad church is a big one. So, I mean, the whole story of that is that in two thousand and ten, I started a company with my best friend, who's a fellow casting director, Kelly Valentine Hendry, and we did. We had a company together for six years, and that's when we did Broadchurch, Riviera, Humans, Unforgotten, The Last Kingdom, Fleabag episodes. It kind of goes on and on and on and on, and we kind of we came up. We kind of slightly kind of just bowled away into the industry and because uh, I think we we're 32 at the time and um and just kind of create a little industry for ourselves and it was an amazing amazing time but Broadchurch was the first time that we um as a as a duo we got to see something so when it's on when we finally got sent an early dvd of it just to kind of say this is what it's like um and you put that on you see all these people coming together it was a it's quite an amazing moment but it's not only the read-through. It's actually the read-through where you tend to sit down and watch all these people come together. The read-through for season two was amazing, although lots of people have very different opinions about season two. Um, you know, sitting around a table with Marianne Jean-Baptiste, Charlotte Rampling, um, you know, and I've always adored Charlotte Rampling as an actor. To have her in a show was an absolute win for me. And to be sat around a table with her, reading with her, it's just, it was amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, can you tell us, uh, say for... Say, for example, on Fleabag with uh, Andrew Scott and The Hot Priest. Um, are there any stories about like, who would have, you know, who could have been The Hot Priest if it wasn't Andrew Scott? Like, uh, did, did, did apply that to any of the shows. You know, was there somebody who just missed out or somebody that you couldn't get?
4: Yeah, it's always. Sad. I mean, we didn't do season two of Fleabag, so we we set it okay. up and then we let it we let it uh, go. Right. So, yeah. so we, we did you know we kind of created the world with Phoebe and then kind of let it go and do its yeah. own thing because you know once we've done the, the core cast. Yeah. True. The
2: sister um, is amazing.
4: Yes. Exactly. Sean Clifford. yeah She's, she's um, the best. Our, our personal favourite is little Jenny Rainsford who played Boo. Oh, She's best yeah. She's so, yeah, it's just adorable. The whole, when, when the reveal happens about how she died and why she died, and it, yeah, it's brilliant. And I've
2: seen um, the theatre play of that. Like, I don't think I realised how much it really is a one-woman show, and then to <laughs> take that and then make those characters real people was a yeah. real project, I'd imagine.
4: Well, actually, we had to go through a whole process. So it was a the theatre show then it was a table read which means mm-hmm. where we kind of we just you know, get people who are around then we sit around and as a bottom of a pub in London and the BBC came along and, and two brothers who were the processing company were there and we just put on a show just literally two people around the table reading it and then the BBC were like yeah we think we like it let's do a pilot so we do a 10 minute teaser then eventually we got commissioned for the series so it's quite a long journey to get it on screen in the first place which is crazy considering how good it is and how successful it's been um but in terms of you know people that have come through the doors, yes, I mean there's always, you know, through my career, there there are many people that I've met who haven't got parts and probably for the right reasons, but have gone on to become massive stars, like Ben Barnes came in when I was doing Dream Team. Um you know.
3: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> think, you know, yeah.
4: and uh so yes yeah, so when Ben, you know, Ben came in and Taryn Egerton came in for a part in Broadchurch and didn't get it. Oh
2: my god. So, oh my god, I love him. I can't believe not he he in Broadchurch.
4: But then we got him in the smoke a year or so, a year or so later. So it's kind of, um, you know, it, it paid off. Um, but no, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's amazing seeing these kids grow. But the people like Jacob Anderson is doing so well now. And he's got Riley Ritchie as his, as his music name, but also Game of Thrones. But Jacob's been someone that's been around for yeah, decades. And he's only, what, 28,
2: 29. Yeah, I really like him.
4: Yeah, he's superb. And so yes, there's always people that come in, but there's always the trouble with casting is that it's quite it's a, obviously it's a fun it's a really fun profession. We have lots of fun behind closed doors. But a lot of stories have to stay behind closed doors because you're talking about um you don't want to uh Embarrass people, upset people, yep. you know. uh, and upset. also whenever, whenever, whenever an actor gets a job, they got to kind of believe that they were the first choice. The first choice, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Yes. yes, Olivia uh-huh. Coleman, it was always you. <laughs> I mean, it was.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, you know, I think it's gone on record. But David wasn't the first choice for um, Hardy. Okay. Okay. Can you say because yeah. yeah.
2: he's so perfect?
4: I know, right? See, you never know that thing. You never know. I, um, I don't know. I can say who it was. But it was... um go oh, cool on. But no, we we're super, super glad it didn't work out because it's just kind of... It's a perfect piece of casting mm. in the end. But it's... Uh, yeah, it's... And that, as I say, it's the frustrating thing about the job is that there are stories that you can tell, but we can only tell them amongst ourselves like a secret cult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man what out. casting directors are called, God only knows.
2: What part of um, the process do you step away from a show? So is it after a series gets commissioned? And then do you just walk away and then one day a DVD arrives and you're like, okay, yeah, so after normally, everything you put in?
4: Yeah, yeah so it's, um, so once the read-through happens, read-through happens like a few days a week before you start um first day of filming. And if you've got all the scripts like Unforgotten, then literally everyone's cast and everyone's there if they can be. And then you kind of forget about it. And off it goes, and off they go filming. And you only hear things if things go wrong and they need to recast. <laughs> And then uh, then you might have the odd phone call. But yeah, then 18 months later, you're at a screening. And it's on there, and it's brilliant. But of course, then everyone kind of goes, and who did you play? Like, no, no, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: gave you the job. Don't worry about it um but it's uh it, it's um yeah we often often forgotten because we brought on so early and our job's done quite early on as well so then yeah. all the people go off and they bond and have a nice time on set and all kinds of shenanigans happen and all these stories happen and we're just sat uh, we're already working on the next th- second third fourth fifth thing by the time it comes out so uh yeah get all this bonding that goes on that we don't get to be part of
1: uh victor i saw that you were tweeting about uh you've watched normal people and yeah. like us you were pretty impressed with it.
4: That's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I think I think Louise has done. Louise Kylie has done an amazing job with uh, with with that show, and I think Paul and Daisy are superb. And I love the fact that you know Daisy was on Six Music of the other Day, and I imagine there's a lot of people who are like, "What? She she's English?" Yeah, because um, you know she is just a a neutrally accented girl from I think she's from Devon, um, or might have made that up, uh, but you know, but, they, but, even, but they, even Paul, you know, also the fact that Paul is doing an accent as well,
0: Yeah, yeah, what which sounds, i it's it like sounds it. that yeah.
4: accent. Yeah. yeah, and it's, um, I just think it's just, it's so beautifully done as well, I think Lenny Abramson as a director is amazing, I think Hetty carried that on beautifully with the, yeah. with the last six as well, I think she did a beautiful job with that, the music's great, and that's the thing, like, I think when you get a show like that, visually it's stunning, the music's stunning, yeah. and the acting's brilliant as well. And do you know what? There are certain, you know, there are. It's it's an amazing show, and there are certain characters. who are like, well, maybe I wouldn't have done that, but equally, it doesn't really matter because it's all about Daisy and Paul, and it's and they are. It's just so perfectly cast, and I think the whole as a whole, the show arcs beautifully. You know, even the fact that you look at them you kind of go, clearly not sixteen, yeah. yeah. because they have to age.
2: We're okay so. with that. <laughs> yeah. Do you find yourself watching TV and movies, thinking who you would have put in? Do you get distracted, or can you still sit down and watch a show like anyone
4: else? Still sit down and watch a show. The only, only if someone really stands out as being bad. Yeah. <laughs> then you kind of then, then you're taken out. Welcome to that point. You're like, or you can you can see why someone's been cast in a certain role, or you you can sort of go, oh, okay, because I know that person cast in, or I know that's why I, that actor is in it because they've got a good relationships, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, good pick up. But what I do do though is you can. Less so now, but when I when first started, you suddenly see the set. So when you're watching TV, you can suddenly see where the cameras are, and you can suddenly see it, it becomes a production, and you, you kind of slightly do lose, lose the kind of the magic of it. But then you're watching a show like normal people. You don't even think about that at all. And the same with um, Euphoria, the, the HBO show, which was utterly stunning with Zendaya. And it's an amazing, amazing show. Um, but so brilliantly crafted and slightly off the wall that you just go with it.
3: I've been meaning to watch that. I've heard great things about
4: it's it. It's brilliant.
3: And what else are you watching at the moment, Victor? Uh,
4: I've watched, I watched Hollywood.
3: Oh, wow, yes, yeah. Same. I that. it's
4: really, that really
3: unusual. It's cute.
4: It's really cute. Have you watched Ooh. it all? I've finished? watched it all. I
1: really enjoyed the last episode.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It goes from this very light, very kind of like fluffy, kind of fun show, and somebody ramps up the emotion at the end when they, when they try and rewrite all the wrongs of history yes. <laughs> in of one episode. I think I um, watched the whole way through. Yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 amazing. And all, even like um, uh, your man uh, Sweat, you Sweat know, at the beginning, it was like, "Can you act?" I'm not entirely sure. Is this life imitating oh, art? Yeah. Um, but then, but then it kind of it grew, and you know, and and it became uh, and it became really sweet in the end. And it's um, yeah, I think it, it's a. Brilliant, and, and smart for Jim Parsons to do something a bit different as well. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and we has got Ryan Ryan Murphy all over it, and and seeing Patty Lupone being uh, shagged, over, over a very uh, Bannister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely smacks of Ryan yeah. Murphy,
4: definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, so I watched that, and then watched The Rest of Dead to Me this weekend, so I managed to do that in two days. Yeah, um, I've got a super fan here. Yeah, <laughs> it's an, you know what's so good about that is like Christina Applegate is so brilliant at comedy, and, and Linda Cardellini is an amazing actress anyway. Um, but it's when it, it veers from high drama into comedy into real gut wrenching pain, and I think yeah. it's it's so cleverly done because it could be quite a throwaway show, but it's not.
3: No, it's flawless the way it does that because I'd be crying, laughing, and then I'd be actually crying two seconds later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and Victor are you casting obviously you probably can't tell us this but are you um casting anyone at the moment are you working on anything juicy?
4: So have got a couple of things but we're doing we're doing a uh, I've got talk secret one I can't talk about which is going to go in October. I'm also working on World and Fire season 2. Oh, fab! Uh, which is going to go probably next year now because that does involve quite a lot of international actors, and as you can imagine, getting <laughs> travel for international actors is not that easy right now. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> no. So yeah. pretty, I, th- I think we're going to find a lot of very insular dramas over the next six months <laughs> <laughs> happening. Also, people, people like eight five people- kilometers. You're like, come here. You're in. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be like eight people in a room max. Yeah. A lot of two-handers yeah. A lot of yeah.
2: two-handers <laughs> A lot of oh, people getting life. breaks they didn't deserve
4: Exactly, and, and a lot of people who are writing right now Will be like, I've got a really good idea let's, let's do a lockdown drama, no <laughs> I was I wondering saw. that
1: I was wondering if we're going to see a load of like Dramas based around Coronavirus
2: Well, didn't the BBC put out a search for Short stories based on yeah. Coronavirus, and it was to be Shot over like a Skype type call So, yeah. it was we're
4: like, going to
2: see just We're like living a,
4: it. We don't need. The we, uh, yeah. we are living it.
3: <laughs> We're living <laughs> it. I like to really call to that.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know if I want to watch things about coronavirus when this no. is over, though. I think I want the complete opposite. No, well, it's
4: going to be you're going to be it's going to be odd. I think in the next sort of six to twelve months, end up watching a lot of shows where people just aren't touching each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so So yeah. next
4: yeah. generations will be like, why? What? What happened? What? <sighs> why? It's weird.
3: It's so weird. I watch shows now and I'm like, oh, little do they know. Like yeah. everything I watch, I'm like, if only they knew what was coming.
4: Well, <laughs> the you you give them the friend a hug. You're like, oh, if I Yeah, watching stuff do.
2: where people are close and you're like, oh, oh no, that's okay. It's yeah. a television show. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do the same. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's not real. Yeah.
2: Oh, guys no. are so
3: messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so messed up. We're
3: dramatized.
1: <laughs> and we're not there yet. Um Victor, is there anything that, that, that's already in the can that you can talk about that's, that is going to be released uh, down the line that you've yeah. worked on?
4: I've got brilliant. There's a director I work with quite a lot called Lewis Arnold. who's done some amazing stuff. We met when we did Humans and we did Cleaning Up together and uh, something else we just totally forgotten about. <laughs> um, but also a show called Des, which is David Tennant and Danny Mays. Uh David Tennant. I
2: love Danny Mays.
4: Yeah, he's brilliant. And we we're just talking
2: brilliant. about him there. He's, he's in super...
4: White Lions, right? He is, which I'm very much looking forward to next week. Oh, yeah. Same. yeah, you've got that and Shit's Creek coming out next week, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend. But it's um uh but it's called There's about a serial killer called Dennis Nielsen who lived in Muswell Hill in London and uh killed a lot of guys. Ooh. And they found the remains in the drain pipe, which is how they found him. Uh it's a... Uh, yeah, the flat still exists. The flat still exists in Muswell Hill, and they cannot sell it for love and money because everyone knows the story about the top floor flat that had the body parts in it. Wow. Oh my God, that,
1: that is right up, that is right street. up my street. Yes. Three parter. We love a good murder.
4: Three 1980s, three parter. Amazing.
2: Dead.
1: Do
4: you know when that's coming out? Uh, it should be. I mean, we've been slightly hampered by. Corona because they should be doing ADR. Yeah. But they need to be in a room together to do that and he's got how to do that. I imagine it'll be September, October, but I've seen it and it is phenomenal. Oh brilliant. It's That's really down good. on the
2: list, guys. That's very exciting.
4: Yeah. He's but, having
2: a great year, Daniel Mays. Like I feel like he's just doing oh, loads back of Back
4: to Back. It's utterly back to back.
2: We've just talked about that show Four Oh Four that he's mm-hmm. done with Stephen Graham. Have you watched it? It's absolutely I mental.
4: It's very funny. <laughs>
2: it's, <laughs> I've seen one episode. I tried to describe it to the guys there. It's bonkers, but it is very funny.
4: Yeah, I think he had a lot of fun doing that. I mean, he yes, he. If you look at the uh, the tweets he puts out about that show with him and Stephen, they obviously yeah. had a good old time. I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I at
4: those. Oh, this. it's
2: yeah. mad, Rev. I love that.
4: Okay,
2: Des, that's exciting.
4: Amazing. So that one, and then uh, yeah, then everything has got got stopped. So Leonardo, which is a um, Italian thing about uh, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, which Aiden um, Turner is the lead in.
3: Yes, yeah, awesome. Old like
4: arc himself, Um but we were only halfway through that. We've got the Watch for BBC America, which is based on Terry Pratchett but stories. Yeah. Um, which is, we had one week to go, and that was almost done. Oh, <laughs> Unforgotten <God>. season four. <gasps> <Yes>.
1: <gasps>
4: yeah. Come on. We've got five Give weeks. At, um, five <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Who? Yeah, oh, that's there. exciting. Um, and it's a really good one. <gasps> you like this one? It's a really, really good I, one.
1: Honestly, <laughs> I love Unforgotten so much, and then I mm-hmm. loved I then I came onto the split. Then after that, and I loved the split as well.
4: Sorry, yeah. I got my pen. I got so excited there. So <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm really <laughs> I'm great. I'm hoping, loads to look forward to.
4: I'm hoping we get to make some more splits. Yeah, that'd be really good. I it, thoroughly it did well enjoyed it. With and I think everyone enjoyed it, and it, you know, it did well. And um, uh, but yeah, we heard nothing from the BBC as far as I'm aware. Yeah, just waiting for them to come back. Um, but you know, it's always nice to get old. Uh, old Barry Axmer on the uh, on the screen. old Bazza.
1: <laughs> amazing. Uh, well, Victor thoroughly enjoyed this chat as well as watching all the shows that uh, that you cast. Uh, thanks so much for coming on to Shrine of Duty. Not at all.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks so much, for Victor. Victor. Thank you. Right, we look forward to you back on again. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, guys. Are you joking? There's your door. That was good. so good. Oh, my gosh. Good. So interesting. Taryn in Edgerton might have been in Broadchurch. Stunning. Um, we're getting Unforgotten Season 5, which Victor worked on. And
3: Nicola Walker really was in good. four weddings and a funeral. Yes. Nicola
2: Walker was in four weddings and a funeral. I'm sorry, that show called Dad. I literally can't stop thinking about it. it. Sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. Sorry, it is. It's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah.
3: They can't tell the flat yeah. because they found the body or something in it.
2: Oh, pet, off we go for Shut it. it. That off. Off. There was
1: so, I need to like need to stop recording this and listen back to everything he's just told us. There was so much information
3: so interesting isn't it and I love that like yeah there might be someone that the casting director is pushing for to be in a role and then the director just is like nah you know that's obviously what they they envision it in in different ways but that's so interesting yeah I'd say
2: the politics is fascinating and And I I never realized
1: that a network might have an opinion and have to be listened to that's insane
2: yeah well Brendan if you think about it it kind of makes sense doesn't it like like, it's definitely. Yeah, oh god, it's definitely. What, very like, ITV would be like,
1: no thanks, not having her Fine. a sausage rolls at the, she Christmas,
3: was a cunt party. the Christmas party. <laughs> 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 or, like, you know, I had an affair with him and you
2: couldn't put him in that now. I'd say. Oh, I, yeah, like I just
1: that. never thought. I, I kind of. I, I suppose that I thought there might be between writer, casting director, director, producer. I thought maybe there might be a bit of a. But the network, get out.
3: I know.
2: Yeah, I'd say Victor knows fab secrets
3: now about the whole industry.
1: Love to go for a drink now with Victor and let him spill the beans when he's not when, being recorded.
3: And also when we're out seeing see each other and be in, like, close vicinity. Yeah. You know, we're going to Belfast, we're going to visit Victor. <laughs> I mean, it's all go, guys. Where's the other place you want to go to? Oh, Glasgow. Oh, yeah, the
1: for the nest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. that gas. We'll be flat if out. If we like
2: Des, we might go see that murder house as well if he get really into it. I'd like that. Be <laughs> exciting. Do you
1: not? Is that with me? I, I'd watch the program and then see how I feel about it. I don't think i I have the need to visit the, the actual location.
3: I can, I'll go anywhere after this. Honestly, That's I'd even true. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: Daniel Mays is having a big, huge year, though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah.
3: I feel like maybe he's like, do you think he'll do a movie or something? Like, I don't know, is he? Yeah, I don't I know. I feel like
2: his career is building. Yeah, it's
3: taken off really, isn't it?
2: Maybe we can get him on. Oh, yeah.
3: Maybe we I can. I'd say
2: he's dead sound.
3: Yeah, great crack. I mean, listen, do you know what? We can send people a few DMs, why not? No, no one's well, look, up to look. By the time we're talking
2: again, we'll have seen White Lines. We so will. I'd love to chat to him about that.
3: Yeah.
1: Let's, let's, let's see if we can make it happen.
3: Put it out right in the universe, my loves, and let's see what happens.
1: I mean, everyone's at home not really doing anything at the moment, aren't they? Yeah,
3: yeah including
1: ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so homework for the next two weeks is watch White Lines.
2: Watch White Lines. I'm going to start Brassic, and we're going to mail Daniel Mays.
1: Okay, great. Woo-hoo! Done, done, done. There's our plan. Yeah, and I'm going conti- to continue with Brassic. So you're going to keep going with Brassic? I really
2: I'm want to finish... Yeah, keep going with it. I'm going to finish New Girl so I can just leave that chapter of, like, 18 hours a day of an American sitcom behind.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
3: Was there anything else? No. I was like, was there another thing? No. And Harlan Coben's not out till June, so, geez, I mean, that might be a few weeks' time. We'll be chatting about
1: that then in the following podcast.
3: Yeah, probably. Yeah, we've got time for that. But those first two,
2: Harlan Coben's, were brilliant. Stranger and... Faith? Yeah, yes, the stranger, loved Safe, yeah. I love
1: Stranger. Yeah.
3: If anyone hasn't watched them, they should probably they should watch them to get a taste, uh, you know, a flavor of if they'll like the next one. Because I'd say they're going to be they're all a bit similar. Kind I've, of the books they, are in America, and then they're set in England.
1: They are a little bit similar, and I find exactly. as well that I I watch them so fast that I kind of forget what happens. Like I could definitely watch Safe again and be surprised by the ending. Definitely. <laughs> like no, I wouldn't. So have could played. I,
2: Brendan? That was ages
3: ago, though. In the
1: fairness. Stranger, I kind of yeah. The Stranger, I remember. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
1: it's brilliant. It more recent.
2: And um, we're getting a new one forgotten. That's very juicy. I am
1: so excited for that. And I'd say the only reason they haven't heard from the BBC over the split is because the latest season only just finished and then obviously Corona hit. So that's the only yeah. reason.
3: Yeah, like, they've I'm other bits to be doing before that. then.
1: Yeah. But,
2: but is it two seasons so far, Brendan?
1: Um, I think two. it's two seasons. Yeah, I think it's okay. two seasons. Yeah.
2: It feels like it's three or four season show. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It doesn't feel You've, like it Stop it too
1: no but like you don't know what happens like because of the situation like with money and like budgets and people being able to film and stuff you just don't yeah. know
3: mm. you know they
1: might want to but they might not be in a position to or something I don't know I'd hope that, that there would be another one
2: we have all our insider knowledge now
1: well that's it it oh was great God. to talk to him great to awesome. talk
2: to him he was amazing oh. he yeah. was brilliant yeah. yeah, it's fascinating I think we should continue on this trajectory of talking to Interesting people that it's might necessarily be waffling
1: on shite amongst ourselves. Shite. Yeah. Let's actually hear from somebody who has something he to has say.
2: Something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a structure on it. Yeah, I'm into that,
3: friends.
1: Yeah. Um, well, fingers crossed. We'll be bringing you some more structure in the next podcast.
3: Um yeah, oh. going to happen? It's exciting. We don't know who could be on. It could be. It could be anyone
2: guys, it and if there's someone that you would like really like us to talk to, or you have a suggestion, you can get us on socials. And um, we're at Shrine Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Gmail is floating around there too, so you can always drop us an email.
1: Yeah, shrinepod@gmail.com. Maybe we should get your friend Emer on, Reb.
3: Guys, honestly, I feel like she'd absolutely love to come on the podcast. I we mean, should definitely get her on. I think she's worked so many amazing things in her career.
2: She's worked on Dublin Murder. Dublin on Murder. On...
3: She works on Normal People. Normal People. The Favourite. Um, and then she used to work with Lenny Abrahamson very closely. So she, yeah, she just seems to, like, she's worked with a lot of, like, great Irish actors, directors. Um, she's And. Fab. She always has real juicy stories. Like, okay. do you know that one? Well, do you, I
2: feel like we've almost been holding back on her because it's like too good to be true. But maybe now is the time where we
1: maybe, call in that card. M- maybe now is her time. So, oh God, Reb, you, you go and put a call in.
3: I'll send her a voice note now. She'll be. I feel like she's probably like, why are you only asking me now? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, brilliant.
2: We've we've done a great meeting there while on while, the I'm the, still,
1: <laughs> while still on the podcast. Yeah, that was great. So
2: glad we're all on board with that and it's being broadcast. This is, this is how
1: our meetings go, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the same structure that the podcast has.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all one and we're sorry.
1: Okay, uh, talk to you in two weeks' time.
2: Talk to you in two weeks' time. Miss you, bye.
0: Shrine of Duty. There's only one thing I'm interested in, and one thing only, and that's Bent Cobras. Shrine of Duty. The official, unofficial podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?